Welcome to Mornings in the Spirit with Pastor Doug. Actually, they're mornings in the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. They're mornings where we fellowship with him through his word and through his indwelling presence within our lives. We fellowship with him together. And this morning, I'm going to be reading from a passage in Matthew 8 about uh, a time that the apostles found themselves at sea in a storm. I don't know if you've ever been in a storm at sea. Uh, It can be a, a very overwhelming experience, very frightening experience. Such a storm is a great metaphor for some of the trials that we undergo in life, is it not? Some of the trials that might be because of political intrigue, uh, because of the divisive spirit in America. Uh, Some of the trials might be very much of uh, fighting disease and wonder if we will be overcome by this pandemic. Some of the trials come by watching those that we love who are infected by such a problem. It can be overwhelming, but this trial that the apostles went through and their delivery from that trial, that's a great metaphor for us. (laughs) One time, this was my uh, first ship that I was ever on. Now, we were on the sea, and I got to tell you, it's a great comfort to be at sea on a big ship rather than a a sailboat or even a yacht of some kind. It's a great comfort to be on a big ship when the storm comes. Well, we were having rough seas, but uh, we were the supply ship for the carrier battle group, the battle group that belongs to the Kitty Hawk. And the Kitty Hawk was a huge carrier. Now, no longer in service, but at that point, it was one of the biggies. And we were to supply them. And we supplied them goods through helicopter and so forth. We also supplied them fuel by linking up with them in in what seemed like a very short distance between these two ships. I mean, when you think about looking up at the Kitty Hawk and and you you feel like you can just about touch your flight deck, well, it's... That's pretty close. Well, we were at sea, and the conditions were such that, yes, we could get alongside, but it was a real test of seamanship for both the Kitty Hawk and my ship, the Wabash. And we linked up, and the fuel lines had been sent across from Wabash to Kitty Hawk. And on the carrier, the fuel stations were just kind of like a a, a little cave in the side of the ship. 
and with a little platform coming out over the side and two sailors were on each of these fuel stations well we were going along and it was rough it was rough but i was out on the out on the weather deck and i was watching all this take place and i couldn't believe my eyes folks i mean i couldn't believe my eyes this huge wave i mean huge i mean the waves themselves the swells were like 12 and 14 15 feet high but this this huge wave came up must have come up about i don't know 50 feet or so and it was right between the two ships and it, it was like two giant hands that swept up these two sailors from their fueling station i mean didn't knock them down didn't splatter them against the side of the ship it just picked them up like like two giant hands it it, it was a sight to behold well we called emergency breakaway emergency breakaway and the wave deposited both of these sailors in the sea between the two ships. Now, I don't care how brave you are and how much of a risk taker you are, but I'll tell you what, those sailors had to be very afraid. Well, the ships did separate and the sailors were left floating in the middle of I think it was the Indian Ocean, maybe the Pacific, but I think it was the Indian Ocean. They were just left, they were just left floating there. They, they were both okay. They had huge life preservers on, but they were afraid. And one of our helicopters was uh, in the air. And so they were dispatched. The helicopter was dispatched to get the two sailors. They got the two sailors, deposited, deposited them safely on the flight deck of the Kitty Hawk. <laughs> and we decided not to try refueling anymore that day. Uh, I think that was a wise choice of both captains. We still exchanged the goods through the helicopters, though. But... That's just an illustration, uh, kind of a modern day illustration, even though it's a few decades old, of, of storms and of the power of storms. So today I want to talk about the trial of faith, okay? And I'm going to read from Matthew 8, starting with verse 23. And when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep. It's hard to believe, isn't it? But he was asleep. Somebody so calm and so assured of the protection of God and so assured in his own identity that in the middle of a storm 
where the ship, or not a ship, where a boat was being swamped. He, he was sleeping. Oh, for that kind of peace, huh? Anyway, and he said, to, or they said, they woke him up. They woke him up from his sleep and, and said, save us, Lord. We are perishing. Save us, Lord. We are perishing. Now, it would seem to me that storms reveal to us in undeniable ways what kind of faith we have. Is it a strong faith? Is it a little faith? Who's the faith in? So Jesus said, to them, why are you afraid? <laughs> why did you wake me up? No, he didn't say that, but he said, why are you afraid? Oh, you of little faith. Wow. Little faith. It's kind of a, a deficient faith. It was faith. It was faith in Jesus, but it was an ineffective, defective, deficient Faith, that's the faith that this storm revealed that the disciples had. The same disciples who would later become the apostles of the Lord upon the earth. The storm was frightening. There was a feeling of overwhelm that the ship actually was going to be just swamped and start sinking any any second now a road wave would come and it would just sink the ship the storm revealed i think both strengths and weaknesses in the disciples it revealed that they went to the lord now they didn't know what the lord could do that's that's the truth they they didn't know they did not know what the Lord could do. They they had an idea that he could do more than they could. But, you know, maybe he could pray. Maybe the storm would uh, cease. Or maybe he could pray and, and, and the boat would not be swamped. Maybe he could pray and they could hope for a quick death. I don't know what they were thinking, but they their thoughts were, we got to get to Jesus. We got to wake him up. And he is the one that can save us. Now, in each of the storms that we go through, now don't go through life thinking, oh, no storms will hit me. That's foolish talk. Foolish. A fool believes that no storms will come into their lives. A fool, mind you. So don't be a fool. But when the storms come in your life, be wise enough and have faith enough, even if it's a deficient faith, have faith enough to go to the Lord who can save you. Be open to the Lord, even if that openness reveals a profoundly weak faith. 
they said, we are perishing. In other words, don't you care that we're perishing? Do you spend the storm asleep? What kind of a what kind of a person are you that does that? Your disciples are perishing. So go to the Lord and be honest and open with him about the overwhelm that you might feel. And, and let him know because he's not going to punish you. But what he would say to you, perhaps, is why are you afraid? You see, you're looking at the storm at sea level with the waves crashing over your head. And that's why you could be afraid. But the Lord looks at the storm from overhead, not at sea level. He is looking at the storm as one who has complete and total power over the storm. He is looking at the storm and he sleeps because he knows that there is a much greater power than the storm present. So these storms would reveal our strengths and our weaknesses. Power is revealed even in the storm. It is a marvel to watch the storm. I mean, a real marvel. It is exciting to watch the storm. If, <laughs> if you're in a big ship, it's exciting. But if you're floating in the middle of the ocean, it's not very exciting. It is terrifying. And so we need to watch the, the storm from the vantage point of a holy God, almighty God, who has power over everything. We have to watch the storm from the vantage point of a huge ship, not a little boat. We are if we are his children, we are in a huge ship, seaworthy enough to withstand any storm at sea, knowing that we will be rocked about and shaken, but we will survive the storm because we are in the boat of his making. That's a wonderful thing. So, when Jesus, after he said this, he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this, that even winds and sea obey him? You see, one of the reasons the men were so frightened and terrified is they did not know the identity of the man who was sleeping. They thought he was just a man. They thought that even though wiser than he and 
they and kinder than they were, more compassionate than they were. Uh, you know, and even with the power to heal, you know, they, but they, they did not understand his true identity. He was a human, fully human to them. But the man who was sleeping through the storm was fully God and fully man. And that changes everything. Had they known that, they would not have been shocked that he calms the wind and the sea. You know, when you're in the presence of that power, you don't have any reason to be afraid. Because just because he's sleeping does not mean that he's not watching over you. It does not mean that he is not aware or he's unaware of the fear that you have. Sometimes in overwhelming fear, he's not unaware of that. In fact, he's in the storm right with you. But he knows that he can calm the winds and the sea. He knows with one word, he has complete and total power over the storm. And so we are in whatever storm we are in. We are in the midst of this storm in the company of Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God, the I Am, the wellspring of water within us, welling up and nourishing us, the bread of life. We are in the presence of the light of the world. We are in the presence of the one who created it all. We are in his presence in this boat. And so our faith, every time it is tried, and we see the power of God working, something wonderful clicks in us. And our prayers are no longer uh, faithless prayers or defective prayers of a defective faith, but they are prayers that are prayed to the one who speaks the word and calms the winds and the sea. Now, that's just a metaphor because the storms at sea, yes, they're powerful, but they're not nearly as powerful or overwhelming as your frightening. It's the fears we have the storms we have, we cannot see the winds, the waves, but they are there. Paul said that our struggle, our warfare, is against the prince of the power of the air. So I would encourage you this day to look inside yourself and see what kind of faith the storm has revealed in you. I would like you to see that it is within your power and your choice 
to decide whether your faith is in this boat, as in, we need a bigger boat, or your faith is in the human Jesus, who teaches really neat things, but has no power, or is your faith in the one who who uh, conquers the storms? Well, I hear my dogs, so that's enough for today. I'll be back tomorrow with a, another reflection. Amen. <laughs>